But uh, he was like, so what are your symptoms? And I was like, uh, anxiety? And he was like, okay, you're good. You need weed. You need weed. <laughs> Welcome, it's Pretendship, um, a special episode, not only because it's the 50th episode. Oh shit. Got to 50 episodes already, that's ridiculous, isn't it? But we have a special guest on today's episode, a, uh, a hilarious Canadian comedian, stand-up comedian. <laughs> is that... Stand-up comic, yeah. Stand-up comic. Yeah. Is that what they... Is that a the world thing or is that a Canada thing I think it's just stand up comic wherever you go comics will call themselves comics but comedian works yeah a hilarious stand up comic from Canada Jordan Duchamp hello hello people great to see you I flew him in on my own dime from Canada specifically for this episode yeah thank you I flew him in last year in fact yeah boy are my arms tired (laughs) oh (laughs) Um, don't judge me let's crack on anyway and you come Cool. Oh, hey, thanks for having me, dude. Love the setup. I appreciate it, man. Um, what, the the pretend setup, how it's going to look? Or the real I, I'm just, I keep looking at all the, the shit on the ground. You've got a Pokemon card here. That's pretty cool. Oh, Porygon, shit. I found that on a night out on the floor in a nightclub. Oh, shit. And I was like, what the hell is this doing here? Like, who <laughs> had this? It's probably got Corona on it, then. I like that Porygon is just how a Japanese person would say Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. I guess so, eh? That, I, what, I never there's another that. Pokemon that has that. Um, oh, ne- Needle King is like Needle King. Oh, right. I didn't Needle know. King. I've never thought about that. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it's like su- super racist names for Pokemon. <laughs> so uh, I'm playing the Pokemon on Switch right now, actually. My buddy sent it to me from Canada. The Sun and Moon ones? Uh, no, the shield, Sword and Shield. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible, dude. It's, it's not good. No. Well, it's, it's set here. Really? Yeah, it's set in like the UK. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was like something Chester and Turfield and all those things, right? Oh, I've not put that together, but yeah, that's totally... I think maybe it was for... Well, it, it would, yeah, it would flag up for UK people like, oh, this is meant to be here and this is meant to be London. Right. Oh, that's hilarious. I, I hadn't put that together. You didn't like it, though. They're just bad, like fucking too easy, you know? Like Yeah, just like, here's free experience points. Mm-hmm. Here's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, it used to be you'd level up your Pokemon one at a time or whatever. But now Everyone it's like, gets experience. Yeah, yeah, and it kills it. You could literally just hold the forward button and press A and yeah. you just get through the game. like. And everyone's just giving you like, grands and grams for beating them everyone's got one pokemon that you have to yeah beat. it's weird dude it's like marketed to kids and i'm like do they know most of their fans are like like 30 year olds like sure. like like us that sort of had it in childhood yeah it was nostalgic for me as well man mm-hmm. <sighs> that was the biggest fat ever at the time i don't know if it was the same over here is that why you gravitated to the pokemon card yeah well i mean dude, it was the too. same over here where it's like because it was the cards the show and the games like all at once just fucking came in so how old are you i'm 30 so you're like eight years old when it comes out right something like yeah that. dude it was the best it was the <sighs> best i don't i don't even know how i got the money for the cards like i had like thou- a thousand cards like at least do you still have them no i sold them when it was still when it was still in style i guess that's good right yeah dude it was weird because my dad every year would go to this flea market i don't know if you guys have them here you call them something different i reckon we have it but i don't know what they it's just a bunch of people set up a table in a warehouse and you can just car walk. boot sale 
Ah, uh, okay, that makes but sense. But like a huge car boot sale, mm -hmm. which is sort of like a, do you have garage sales? Yes, yeah. So it's like that, but you they might rent out a fucking building and then everyone goes, so it's not even at your house. Right. Like a yard sale, but everyone's there with just like old Thundercats toys and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah. But one, one year I decided I'm going to go and try sell my Pokemon cards because I was getting into Digimon. And just, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I need money for my Pokemon cards to buy Digimon cards. Yeah. And I ended up making like $600. Like I doubled what my dad took. At what age? I was like 10 or 11. Like it was like a fortune at that oh, age. I was damn. like, it was people were buying specific cards for like $80, like $70. Fuck. It's crazy. I remember reading a news article over here, you know, in 99 or something that a kid came out of a off license, which is what, like a, what's that in Canada? Off license, like a liquor store? Yeah, like a liquor store. Yeah. And he, but you can buy like, you know, pot noodles and Pokemon cards and shit. Right. And then, so he came out, he's like, oh, I have Charizard. And then someone came over and fucking stabbed him and took <laughs> his Charizard. That's so fucked. How crazy is that? That's fucked. That's how valuable. But. I believe it. But yeah, it's like stealing hundreds of pounds off someone mm -hmm. now, because I bet they would go for an inordinate amount of money now. I bet, yeah. I The crazy story that happened in my childhood was like, I was buying one pack of cards or whatever, and I saw this kid with his dad, and they were just picking out individual cards, and I think he got like six or seven single cards, and they were like, he spent like $400. It was happening like right in front of me, and I was like, holy Jeez. shit, just a rich dad. And then literally as the kid's leaving, a fucking card fell out and just landed on the ground. And I just like, uh, and ran over and scooped it. It was like a Blastoise shiny and like still had like the $70 like tag on it. I was yes, like, man. oh my God, unbelievable. Also, and you kept it or you sold that? I, I eventually sold it, but I kept it that, that day. I didn't give it back to the kid. I think on principle, I just, I never had like an entrepreneurial mind. So I was just like, Pokemon's no longer cool. You know, like when you're yeah. a teenager and you're just like, that's some kid shit. Fuck that. That's yeah. gay. Yeah. And then I just like threw all the cards away. Mm -hmm. I wish I had sold them now. I, I, it's weird. Moving, moving to England made me way less attached to material shit. Cause I basically had to get rid of like a bunch of my stuff. Like, oh, yeah. well, my parents were like, they, they moved into a smaller house recently when all the kids moved out. Right. And they're like, we can take like one box. Were you the last one to go? Uh, no, I was the first one to go. I'm the eldest. I have oh, a younger sure. brother and sister. And they're all gone now, because you only moved like a year ago, right? I moved uh, right at the end of 2018, December 2018. Yeah. Or I left in October, actually. So I spent a few months in France. But uh, my parents were like, we can have one crate, like maybe yay big. But like, we don't want all this old shit you're never going to use. So like, just decide what's important, oh, put it in here. man. And like, yeah, I had to, I sold my Super Nintendo at the time for like $800 with a few games as a way to like move over here and shit. Yeah. But it was tough. It's like, fuck. You, got, you really know what matters. I was planning for ages to sell this Game Boy that I'd had. Like an original, you know, like the Game Boy that's like this. Yeah, the big clunky one. And I was like, I, I was going back and forward. Do I want to sell this? Because it was probably worth some money or maybe it'll be worth more money in future. Or do I want to like sort of the kid, my kid to inherit it and be like, uh, but they're not going to give a fuck about games. They're just like, what is this? Like, of course, yeah. They're just going to be like, I'm just going to plug straight in and like be, you know, having sex with fucking Father Christmas on a roller coaster or whatever. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to care about this thing. And then, I, so I was like, maybe I'll sell it then. Mm -hmm. And then I think I was talking to, like I was in a, like my hometown in a local pub and I saw my ex-girlfriend's mum in there and she was just like, oh yeah, um, Laura's wondering if you've still got that Game Boy. And I was like, 
what? Yeah, yeah, Hellcat. And she was like, oh, that's her Game Boy, isn't it? And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if I still have it. And she was like, yeah, well, she wants it back. So, and I was like, oh, fuck, I have to. So I had to like go so and weird. give it back one time. I don't know why she wanted it back. That's fucked But man. it wasn't even like a, hey, you've still got that thing from when we went out six months ago. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, we went out 15 years ago. Have you still got that thing? That's so weird. I would have been like, no. Like, yeah, but fuck off. Yeah, maybe I'm too nice a guy. Yeah, that's like, that, that's I wish weird. I could lie. I really wanted to give it to my kid. Yeah, one day. Well, it's funny, man. Once uh, I lived in a really shitty part of Vancouver, like East Vancouver, and which is like if you've ever been there, it's like hell on earth, dude. It's like the okay. walk, the Walking Dead, like real. That, that's like inland Vancouver, right? Yeah. That's not over on the waterfront. No, of. no, it's like right. All right. I know is Stanley Park. That's that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not near there. It's like. It's weird. It's right near Gastown, which is like sort of the sort of fancy part, but like one street over is just like sure. abject poverty. Yeah, like yeah. It's a horror show. Yeah. And so when I was living there, uh, I had people break into my house like while I was still while I was asleep. It was fucking terrifying. Fuck. And I woke up and was like, "What the fuck?" Like, oh, you woke at, up while it was happening. Yeah, I yelled at the guy, and I'm so glad they didn't like murder me. They just ran out the door. So fuck, man. Yeah, it was super fucked. It's weird because at the time I didn't take it so seriously. But then I think that was like maybe my brain like protecting me from yeah. fucking freaking out. Yeah, and then after out. you were like, whoa, people were in here that I didn't want there. They could have just done anything. Yeah, exactly. Just like raped my sleeping body or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, but they re- I realized they stole my Xbox 360, oh. which was like pretty worthless at the time. This was like PS3. But it's got all your game saves on there. For sure. I mean, that part sucked. But they left the Super Nintendo that was right next to it. Which is worth more money, right? Worth far more money. I'm yeah. like, Earthbound was in it. Like, the Earthbound cartridge alone was like $400. Where I'm like, the Xbox and everything on it would sell less than 100 So sure, yeah. I was like, I must have looked more modern, so they thought it was worth more, but Pro- I'm so Probably glad. not the uh, smartest guys, I would imagine, no. breaking into houses. I think they were hawking it for drug money, essentially. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I heard from someone one time, maybe it was on a podcast or something, that... Um, I you know, scenes of burglary scenes where they'll go to a house after people have broken in in the night. Mm-hmm. There's often like shit and piss and stuff knocking about. Really? And then like, what? Why would they, you know, like sort of like to add insult to in- injury and, and, and this guy was like, nah, it's because they're so scared. These are like opportunist junkies. Yeah. And they're just terrified that they have to do this to facilitate the habit. Oh, so that's they're just really like throwing up out of fear in your house. Like mm-hmm. I I had a, a buddy from Vancouver who was a used to be like a harsh drug addict, like did break break and enters all the time. Yeah. And then he's like went to jail, got clean and sober, now he's a comic. Mark Hughes pulling the trigger if you're looking for more content. But uh he would tell me like the stories of him breaking into places and shit and it's just like crazy dude like different that sounds world, like a good know? podcast yeah it is really he he interviews other people like on the fringes and shit like yeah it's like a convicted murderer i think and like damn like, like fentanyl dealer like crazy shit fuck but uh yeah he's got to know some guys with stories yeah and it's it's cool but his stories would always blow me away i'm like holy shit dude i can't believe we're friends because he was always you so were friends with him before uh, no, I met him through comedy. Right. And uh, I was, but he was like always sober and driving to gigs, and I was just like drunkard. Like we were an odd pairing, I guess. But we we had the same like mindset for comedy, so struck That's up a friendship. Nice and he did dozens of like. Ha- I think so. Yeah. Often. I mean that that was his life for a while, but he managed to clean it up. It's crazy because you know most people would just be dead or like 
still doing it so yeah it's it's really impressive that's a good story man to get out of that and then to go into like comic. he's a comic as well now mm-hmm. I, it's tough though because he just hates it in vancouver the same way i do like it's he's just, still over there yeah oh, is he able to i know canada's crazy like in terms of you can't get in if you've ever done anything wrong or it's like i think canada and australia for brits is like unless you've got mad prospects and you essentially like middle class and never put right. a foot wrong then you're just not going to get there what's Canada like for letting I don't know I mean he can leave whenever but it's if the other countries want to have him I know I know the states he tried to get a pardon for it wasn't allowed in yeah but it is weird because Canada's viewed as like this all-inclusive like haven sort of yeah but it's so tough to move there like it yeah. is almost easier to go to the United States yeah I think people in the states think like oh if I just fuck up here I do some shit wrong I'll just move to Canada and it'll be okay mm-hmm. and Canada's like no we don't want you yeah but uh yeah it's very strange Canada's like it, it's very weird for me living here and seeing how other people view Canada because it's just all like stereotypes. Yeah, what have you gotten from people? What do they assume about you? Well, it's one one I'll always get is like, are you American? Because of my voice. Yeah. And then I'll be like Canadian and they're like, oh, sorry, you must hate that. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> right. no one in Canada really is like, fuck America. Like, blah, blah, blah. Does really. it surprise you that it, you sound American to people? Are you like, I'm clearly not American? No, I can't tell the difference. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be able to tell you who's Canadian, who's American. Yeah, because people come over and they're like, oh, yeah, you sound like, you know, an American guy might be like, oh, you sound like maybe you're from Liverpool. Or, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, it sounds totally different, but. Yeah. I assumed maybe to you, like, to your ear, American is just way off. Yeah, it would be like if I had a southern accent or whatever, then you would be able to tell. Yeah. But like, but if you the ju- just south Seattle, of the border yeah. is the same. Seattle and Vancouver, they all sound the same, I think. What What have you found is true? Like, uh, like if you don't fancy talking about all this, I'm sure you get badgered about it all the time. No, and, no, hit me. It's good, but, like, I'm fascinated by language and culture, divides and, you know, Mm-hmm. how things differ place to place um have you found any stereotypes if you had any if you held any stereotypes before what's been proven and, and disproven as you've got over here dude the bad teeth thing is like not really no accurate like i i mean you see the odd person wherever you go with fucked up teeth yeah that's me it's like but you hear it like like it's everyone yeah, yeah. and i don't really notice that at all like I would assume, like, you've got great teeth. Like, you're... Do I? I never even... Oh, 100%. I've not been told that. <laughs> if, if you... Yeah, if you... Well, on the colour grade on this, you're going to look like you have yellow teeth because I'm not great at what... At right. the, uh, you know, the editing afterwards. So everyone always goes, hey, man, how come I look like I've got yellow teeth on your podcast? I'm like, I'm sorry, brother. But, yeah, if you were a British guy and you had those teeth, you'd be, like, among the, uh, the one percentile, definitely. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd never noticed it, really. Um, the Canada one that annoys me although is, you hang out in like Manchester right so these are the mm-hmm. people that sort of left their hometowns and came to the bustling cosmopolitan culture hub. that's true yeah so yeah when you've been out you, have you you went to my hometown right which one's that um, where Phil Sutton is from Atherton yeah yes been there so that's some bad teeth knocking about there for sure <laughs> yeah Macclesfield stuff like that Macclesfield yeah um, but yeah the one that annoys me is like Canadians are always viewed as super polite Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but like anyone who's too polite all the time, it's like, you know, they're passive aggressive. Like, so a lot of Canadians mm. are just cunts that won't say anything to your face. Got you. Whereas like then behind closed doors or online, they'll go have a go at you. And it's like, you're a pussy. Like, set me straight on this one. I feel like my idea of Canadians is like, uh, you know, angry, bearded, toothless hockey fanatics. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That is a <laughs> lot. That's a lot of them for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I only really have the experience of the, like, Vancouver City, right? And sure. that's, like, tons of, like, your stereotypical millennial, like, hipstery type people who are, yeah. like... That's, like, the Austin of Canada, is it? Yeah, essentially. And they're, like, you know, looking for things to get offended by, but then don't give a fuck about, like, that homeless problem I mentioned earlier. And, like, <laughs> things, things like that, you know? That, and that's sort of... But that's my view of it. And I think being in the comedy scene really skewed it because... Like, it's an artist community, right? Yeah. So eventually you're just going to be inundated with one personality type. Yeah. And like I was telling you earlier, like, I'm sure if I went to Alberta, if I lived in Alberta, I'd have a totally different view of what Canada is. That's super right wing over there, is it? Uh, for Canada. Yeah. I mean, it would probably still fall on, like, left in, in most countries. <laughs> like, there, there's no real, like, hard right unless you look for, like, yeah. your fringe groups or whatever. I'd love to know um, some slang, if you've got any... Whether it's Canada slang or Vancouver slang. I'm trying to think. We don't have, like, tons of terms. I mean, the A thing is really, like, prevalent. Of, like, how's it going, eh? Like, oh, so people do say that. That's not... Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't even realize you're doing it. Like, but I moved here and people would laugh. And I'm like, all oh, right. And oh, did you say A when I'm you got it? saying that. Yeah, yeah. I've not noticed that you say it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, slips in Because, yeah, people will say of, like, Brits, you know, it's like, oh... Cup of tea, chippy, like yeah, yeah. And people aren't really like that, so I assumed that the stereotype of Canada must be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think like everyone says they say about weird, and I've always felt like about. I say it, I've always felt they say it pretty normal, but I don't know, right? How like, do you say it? About. It's a slightly Canadian. Like, I'm out and about. I'm out and about. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, right? Yeah, but then if you go, you know, five minutes down the road in any direction in the UK, people say words crazy like um, about is a weird one. In my hometown, they'll say, like, uh, house. Right, like, okay, like, yeah. I, I, I was in the house. Like, that's this weird... I don't know, yeah, it's, there's loads of words that's... Have you noticed any words that you hadn't expected for people to say weird, or there's... Everyone uses some slang word, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Not really. Like, we were saying earlier, like, uh, getting leathered is a good one for yeah, drunk. Yeah. But I feel like every place is going to have their own word for drunk. What's the, what's your, what Wait, did you grow up with in school? Wasted, smashed, hammered. Old, pretty standard. Yeah, pretty standard. I don't no think no any... crazy ones. No, I remember when we were real young, we'd say slizzard or... Slizzard? Yeah. Was that just your friend group though? Yeah, that was almost like purposely silly, you know. I don't think <laughs> many people were saying it. That's funny. <laughs> I think we had, for drunk, people will say sloshed. Sloshed, I like sloshed. Trolleyed is one. I've not heard that, but I like it too. I don't think I know anyone that uses it, but I know it's like a UK thing. Trolleyed. Yeah, absolutely trolleyed. You can sort of say anything and then ED at the end. Yeah. I, say, I got fucking tabled last night. And yeah, and like, people know what you're it. saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really funny. Uh, so, yeah, the drinking thing translated over then. Like, Canadians do, you used to, well, maybe mm. not, I don't know about Canadians, but you like drank and then you've, found a, oh yeah, there's a nice drinking culture that can support my... Yeah, I find British people are so bad at drinking in general, mm. like in mass. And I've heard it's because so many of them are raised in the culture of like 11 p.m.s, the sharp clothes for bars and shit. Right. And so like people always had to get it in as much as they could. Oh, so people drink too, like get hammered too quickly. Yeah. Like, dude, I was a bartender here for my first year and it was like the amount of people that would just walk in the door at like 6 p.m. just fucking annihilated and you're like how did you get this that's drunk? weird because in my hometown like where phil sutton and i are from it's like not it's not 11 p.m curfews so we can go to our local you know mm-hmm. ta- like lee as a town over um and then you'll go out there to like four or five a.m 
Yeah. So we'll only really get, we'll have like pre-drinks at like nine mm-hmm. or something. And then, yeah, we would go out to the taxi rank maybe, at, you know, 10, 11. And then we're seeing people just fucking walking on like, I'm like, it's only, it's not even midnight yet. What's going on? Yeah. No, it's very strange, dude. Like, cause I, I think Canadians might just be better at holding it. Like, yeah. What's your typical, if you, you went home and you saw the boys and you went out, what, how does it go? Um, uh, like I, I love this one bar. I used to manage it actually at uh, 12 Kings mm. and it was just a craft beer place. Like it's always just craft beer. Cause that's, like I said, it's so prevalent everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, depending, you can find beers on tap that are like 9%, 8% beers. It's like, I remember our house IPA was 7.5%. And like, I know I realized like, how come they don't have any of that in the UK? I'm like, cause people would die in the streets. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it would cause fucking mayhem if you had like an 8% beer on tap. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and I'm That's like, what tramps drink over here. Yeah, right. I'll get a K-Cider if I really want to get like fucked up quick. Mm. Or I don't know if you've tried like Buckfast or... I've had a bit of Buckfast. Old Rosie is a good yeah. standby yeah. cider. Um, but yeah, so like uh, me and my buddies would just drink, you know, heavily. I, I, I've never been the guy who's out at like 4 a.m. though. Right. Like, regardless. So. so you'll wrap it up and then what, you go get some food or... Yeah, I'll drink till I drop and then, you know, go usually eat or whatever. It's I, I realize, like, with the quarantine, I'm only really drinking at comedy shows and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't really have the urge. Well, you said last night you, dr- you drank but then didn't eat or anything, you sort of... Yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah, last night got away from me, but... Meaning that often you'll go and get something. Yeah, typically, like, I'd come home. Like, my girlfriend even made me a meal and I just forgot to fucking eat it like i was just really drunk and crushed super rookie mistake you had it for breakfast though yes yeah i was like 50 50 on if i'm i'm either gonna throw up and stay in bed all day or just force myself to eat something and come here and i'm like i didn't want to cancel so i fucking yeah i appreciate it it, man (laughs) it's a tough one you look fresh you look okay it's weird i've always felt like i'm a better conversationalist like hung over too oh yeah i don't know why or like maybe you just your brain doesn't care about but other shit like maybe still a touch drunk or i don't know what it is but i found maybe i'm a little more emotionally open a little more receptive like i could cry easier or things Mm -hmm. slightly funnier or you know i'll become enraged if someone's like can you believe this has happened i'm like whereas yeah i'm a little bit more like psycho just so you know if i've got like three weeks of not drinking i'm just like a robot Right. So I'm very, I feel very human if I'm hungover. Yeah, me too. Is it it like is, it, like everything's very surface level. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I was like, I want to come do a podcast today. And I knew you'd have these beers here. So I was like, that'll knock the rust off. Some would call it alcoholism, but <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, I feel like um, you come to the UK and like the drinking culture's such that you could basically drink all the time and no one goes, perhaps you've got an issue. For sure. Well, it's weird. Like, I want to do a bit about it. I don't, I've not figured out how to make it funny yet, but the idea of, like, drinking problems are only really a problem when you make it someone else's problem. Because, mm. like, if you're breaking shit or if you're driving or whatever, like, and you hurt someone, that's when the government will step in and be like, look, either clean up or go to jail. Yeah, you could get annihilated every day, and if you're just, like, happy and chilled. And- yeah, I'm just like, oh, I drink more, and it makes me the life of the party, so I'm actually good at it. But yeah. it's like, it's still just as harmful for your body as the guy who's... You said you were in France for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you drink much when you're over there? Yeah, well, my girlfriend's French, so I'll do a quick, like... You, you, do you speak French? No, I should. I'm really fucking bad do, for it. Do they, like, try and make you learn it in school and kind of... Uh... They, yeah, it's French till grade eight, and then you can pick your language. And I picked Spanish in high school, so I could, 
Like, I heard it was easiest. Yeah. I didn't want to do a language. I'm really... Like Spanish is probably easier. To me, to me, like, languages sort of... It's like the same thing as math in my head. Like, it doesn't work properly. Like, when I'm trying to understand... Like, it doesn't compute at all. Like, I feel really dumb when I'm, like, trying to do it. So then I avoid it because, like, no one likes feeling dumb. Yeah. But I feel like especially with your last name and like you sort of look like you could be French. I feel like mm. when you're in France, people, I would imagine, just started speaking to you and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm like English, English. But it's a lot of people speak English there too, right? It is like oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're the in, prevailing language. If you're in like, especially, you know, the centers of Germany, France, Spain, then you can just assume that everyone speaks English. You, yeah. So she, I met her at a, a place I used to do an open mic in Vancouver. She was just working there and like you know every week you see someone talk a little more yeah and so she had a friend in Strasbourg which is a city she sort of grew up in mm -hmm. and we he was like lucky enough to be selling his apartment but it was empty at the time so we just stayed there for like two months and yeah we we I mean did it up man like the beer there is so good it's all Belgium mostly but it's fucking great and the bars are really cool yeah it's a cool city you know what I don't think I've ever been to France considering how easy it is to get there for like a Brit as well you right, you could just like jump on a coach, or I think it's like twenty quid to fly there. Well, it's weird because there feels like a bit of, a bit of anti-French sentiment here. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like I know, uh, Lulu, my girlfriend, would like sometimes be talking to people, and when they hear the accent, you can almost see like a switch turn off, like they're That's like, oh fuck, French. Yeah, one of those, and it's like really, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, and I think I don't know if it comes from like, I don't know that same old sort of racism that's kicking around. Oh, or, yeah. I don't know what it is like. Yeah, I feel like maybe my mum and dad would be like, oh, the bloody French. Yeah, always surrendering or whatever. And then the French are probably like those fucking British pigs with their fucked up teeth. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's weird. You're totally allowed to be racist to the white countries. <laughs> if you've noticed. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could say whatever you want about the Irish and it's fucking fair game. Or like, yeah. But then if you say the same thing about, like, I don't know, Africa. Yeah, just like, change the color, color of the skin and it immediately becomes much more sensitive. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of really it, go in on Poland if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like, and I, you, the UK has. I mean, that, that's their immigrants, right? Or, sure. I remember hearing before when I was younger, like what Mexicans are to the US, Poland is to England. And apparently, according to some racist Vancouver lady I met, the Chinese are to Vancouver. Yeah, although it's different because they're not really taking the jobs in Vancouver, they're buying up all the housing. Right. And so it's it's almost like well, more... they're just cluttering up the streets, Jordan. <laughs> it's way more baller in a sense because they're yeah. buying like... Like they say there's over 10,000 empty homes in Vancouver because it's just all over overseas wow. buyers. And a lot of people are like, well, put the homeless in there. And then it's like, but they will destroy the places. Like it's it's a yeah. tough balance. Like, yeah, there's home, homeless as a phrase, as a term to you know describe that group of people as misleading because it's the, the problem isn't that they don't have homes mm -hmm. they don't have homes as a result of the true problem which yeah it's like the fucking mental health problems for and sure substance abuse issues mm -hmm. or whatever like, yeah you just like, give them all homes oh buzzing now we're just upstanding citizens dude there was like a mental institution in vancouver that was like like a staple there for or it was outside of vancouver but it was like around for decades mm -hmm. and they shut it down sometime in like 2010 2011 and basically like they didn't do exactly this but it's essentially they just drove them to east vancouver and like let them out of a truck and we're like here you go guys like good it's luck free now yeah Live. It, it was really fucked like the homeless population like doubled almost overnight 
And it was all like people that belonged in mental institutions. Like, damn, it's fucking brutal. I like to drink with Jordan, cause Jordan is my mate. And when I drink with Jordan, he downs his drinking eight, seven, and you're like, oh shit. I've never, never heard that. That's gotta be a British thing. Yeah, we have songs for shit. Uh, there was a mate of mine that. that was like, um, a friend of mine was in like Prague or something with, you know, all the boys, like, you know, some huge, like 20 deep stag do or something. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, no one was like, you know, he was like, oh, it's, it's this way, you know, after the train station, we have to go this way. And everyone's like, mm -hmm. just like throwing beers in the air. And he was like, hey, guys, guys, we, uh, we've got to go this way. This is the actual way that everyone's like, and he was like, Anyway, we're going this way. We're going this way. And everyone was like, we're going that Oh my God, <laughs> That's dude. how we got them to do it. That's so funny. That's it. Have you heard that Bo Burnham joke? Cheers, man. It cheers. Where he's like, uh, he has a song, Repeat Stuff. Where basically the chorus is like, repeat stuff, repeat stuff, everybody. And they're all, repeat stuff. Right. And then as they're singing along, all the lights go red and he starts doing ah, yeah. <laughs> and his basically message is like that's how Hitler got to do all this yeah, like, yeah. it's real easy once you know the mechanism I think I've heard that one it's I, so funny I've dude. seen um, he's got the make happy special yeah it's great where he's like yeah so he says something about weed and then everyone goes woo and he goes get him and then like, <laughs> the police are outside uh, oh have you seen that Stanhope bit where he's like he, he's talking about how great cops are or whatever He's like, I'm serious. If you're a cop in here, I got your next drink. I'm, I'll, I promise. And the guy's like, huh? And he's like, oh, I got you, you fucker. And he's like, because I'm just doing what you guys do. And you tell me I want a free TV and then mm. you fucking arrest me. He's like, I just want to know who to avoid when I want to buy drugs after the show. <laughs> and he just starts, he's like, oh, yeah, I did charity for cops. It was called the Pigs in Blankets Foundation. <laughs> and he just starts, like, roasting this guy to his face. It's fucking incredible see, man. yeah that's yes. that's my we were talking about it before that's my all-time favorite comic like i I, don't, I wish more people knew about him but it's almost nice that they don't too it's almost like yeah. your own sort of secret and um, I, I don't imagine stan hope's the type of guy that would in, in in any way be influenced by the new power of you know being liked by everything you know if he was a popular comic i don't think that would necessarily alter his for sure flavor. But yeah, well, that's why he was never became super popular. Like the industry doesn't deal with people like that. It's like, I think, is it not good validation for you as well? Just like if you're in any way, not that you're trying to emulate him, but you're, you're trying to stay true to, you know, what might be darker or might, what might not be mainstream sensibilities in, in your comedy in the same for way. Sure. That Stan, Stan Hope is. Yeah. Like I'll get comparisons. And when I first started comedy, I like, I would listen to my own shit back and be like, okay, I'm just doing Stanhope. I really got to like oh, work yeah. on not doing that, which apparently is pretty common in comedy. You just yeah, sort of you, take on. You yeah, can almost you see people doing the mannerisms and they'll do the like the Chappelle like mic. Yeah, things, oh, so. that one makes me cringe though. I've seen comics do that a lot, or like uh, I I remember knowing this new comic was a Seinfeld fan because he kept queuing it up with what's the deal with blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but non-ironic just like he, yeah he like, thought he was doing his and own he didn't say it like seinfeld he'd be like so what's the deal with this or whatever and you're like oh fucking i mean you can't avoid it do you think there's something to be said for not observing other comics then like getting to a point where you're like right i'm gonna do it and now i'm gonna try and not look at my heroes anymore for sure to an extent i mean like i remember i got so gutted once i used to tell this joke and looking back it's not a great joke but I'm like, my, uh, the whole thing is about how getting someone pregnant is my biggest fear in life. Mm -hmm. And 
I had this whole bit about it. I can't really even remember it. But then I just saw Doug Stanhope do this online clip. And it was like a sketch of the always false pregnancy test. Oh yeah, the, my, my punchline was, uh, I don't know the first thing I'd do. Like, I don't know the first thing about getting a new passport and fleeing the country. And sort of like a take on that. Yeah. And I saw him, so the, the always false pregnancy test. So it always says false, and then you check the top later. Gives you plenty of time to organize your things. Yeah. Plan your route out of the country. Yeah, yeah. And I was like gutted, because at the time it was like one of my best bits. Yeah. And looking back, it's like shit, but... I was like, fuck, now I can't do this. Because even if it's no one else... It's to know, though, that you're like, oh, he has a similar thought to me. For sure, yeah. And I was like, and I'm like, no one will ever see this clip. It was like an old sketch from The Man Show or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, I know that he's done it, so now I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, the more you watch... If you just watched all comedy, you'd be like, fuck, I can't do that, 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 that. For but sure. no one's going to have seen that stuff. Yeah. So... And I've had a couple where it's, like, pretty similar... But I'm like, if I know in my heart that I thought of that by myself and it wasn't just taken, then I'm going to still do it. Yeah. But if, like, I would never, ever, like, to me, joke thieves are worse than fucking scum, like, bottom tier. 100%. So, like, I would never, ever consider lifting a bit from Can someone. you imagine deriving any sort of pleasure from just rolling out someone else's material and then and then just, like, drinking in the laughter? Like, oh, I, I could imagine it because it would be really easy to just fucking destroy. Like, there'd be no risk, usually. You know, you'd feel no sort of sense of accomplishment, though. For sure. Because like, I feel like the laugh you get is like, hey, the way you think about things, the unique way that your brain is made that mm-hmm. before comedy made you think, oh, maybe I'm a weirdo, maybe I'm a freak, and, and like, no one understands me. But now you've got a room full of people going, ha, ha, no, you're right, you're right about yeah, the sure. way you think. So you go, ah, and it's just vindicating on this new way like where yeah you feel as if oh everyone agrees with what i think so totally like the very most original thoughts that you can have everyone goes yes correct well and that's always been my style of comedy too it's basically just my take on something and try to make it funny whereas a lot of people it's like a one-liner is sort of like you can laugh at it or not laugh at it yeah, but it's, it's not their not opinion necessarily yeah i i really don't like uh like, I like to learn about the comedian during their act, like, something about yeah. them. And when I just, like, even, like, Mitch Hedberg, who I think is hilarious, I'd never, like, learn. You'd never be like, oh, that's interesting or whatever. I think that's more, um, there's a difference between, certainly a difference between British stand-up comedy and more, like, across-the-pond stand-up comedy, which would include American and Canadian, which is more, like, stories told in a humorous way rather than material Mm-hmm. which I think UK comics tend to have a little bit more of. Well, I, I find my friend Nick Martinello put it best, where he's like, British comedy is like everyone's rehearsing their little play, yeah, and then they're like presenting their little play they've written as yeah. like a, a one-man. Like there's always an overarching theme. It's like, at least with like Edinburgh shows and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's either that, it's like long-form theme shit, or it's just like one-liner, 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 one-liner. Yeah. And I, I mean, both are skills. I never, like, look at a style I prefer of- the, you know, just, like, humorous stories. And then there, mm-hmm. there's not punches, so to speak, but there's, you know, moments like bang, bang, bang. You do, you hit certain things, but you can, you can sort of, um, I think, especially with the, you know, one-man play sort of uh, mm-hmm. approach, that is carefully um, structured, so you have to hit these beats in order, whereas feel like it's more freestyle it's more like jazz or something you know the yeah the story approach yeah i like i've always liked canadian american style like it's because it's got to be funny like and that's 
I think so many people forget that, especially with like this new wave of like activism comedy or even like edgy. You see it on both sides. Like the far right will just say something horribly offensive and forget that, oh, this also has to be funny. Yeah. But the far left will just say something pandering, like going for clapping. Yeah. And it's like, you've forgotten that it needs to be funny also. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, I don't know, as long as it's fucking funny, any style of comedy can work. You know? Yeah. And I've been blown away by like, like Mitch Hedberg, the first time I saw him, I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like, or even the first special I ever saw was Chris Rock. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the one was called. Either Never Scared. It was the one. I can in only the- remember Tambourine now. Right, okay. It was the one in the 90s that really blew him up. Yeah. And I remember I was like 14 and didn't understand like half the half the jokes because it was just, I was too young for it. I remember being like, this is fucking incredible. Like, this is I so undeniably was, funny. What was nice about um, rock style, but it's something that um, you can sort of, em- you, you can emulate, you can take inspiration from without feeling as if it's, Chris Rock mm-hmm. is just hammering home the premise. I yeah. always use him as an example when I'm talking to like. Obviously, I, like I don't know shit about stand up. Like I'm just literally like hanging out with you know um, at open mics or whatever. Right, right. Like I've never tried it, but mm-hmm. um, if I've got friends who are interested, I'll, I'll just go really make clear what it is that the joke is meant to be about. You know, just get mm-hmm. get the premise and just actually say the premise. Especially when it's like a ten minute bit that he'll do, like. Like, like his O.J. Simpson bit, it would always come back to, like, he'll, he'll explain what, what was going on in their life and shit. And he's like, now, I'm not saying he should have killed her, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he'll say that, like, four or five times. Like, but I understand. And it's fucking, by the end, you're just, like, dying. It's yeah. so funny. It, it comes across, actually, that, um, you know, you said you like to learn about um, a comic in their material. And I feel like there was a few bits. So I, I feel like I hadn't seen you perform for, you know... I think I'd seen you indirectly, you know, like through mutual friends or whatever. Right, okay. Before lockdown, like a a couple of years ago, maybe. Right. And then obviously saw you perform at the uh, Comedy Vault thing. Were you at that first one? I was at the first one. Oh, crazy. So you did the HMV bit Mm -hmm. and you did the the poo bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I sort of, I feel like I know who you are now just from those two. Right. Like how you're approaching it. and That was a really like electric set for me. I, I remember being like... Because it was the first real one back. Yeah, you and crushed it, man. I smashed and it was just like, oh, man, this is, like, the best. Like, I miss this so much. Yeah, that's got to have felt like free drugs in that moment. Just like, whoa. I it forgot. really does, dude. Well, and I got hammered that night. And I think it's, like, the booze goes so hand-in-hand because you're sort of calming down. Did you go out to the Black Dog Ballroom thing? Or? Uh, no, I was just done by the end of the set. Like like I said, I'll... Oh, no, wait. Were you, like, were you already, like, lit? I was hammered bit? on stage. No way. Like, like trashed by that point. No way. <laughs> yeah, dude. So oh, you just seem just caught a wave. Like, but even if you listen to it, like I fucked up of one of the first jokes. I like was about oh, to go know. into something, and I was like, oh, I forget how this goes. Fuck it, moving on. Like it was like it wasn't even like a. Only I would have noticed. It was like a yeah. full ball drop. But it's, but the way it, that's not like you didn't even get a, a tiny bit of a bombing. But you know, it was just like if you addressed it, and you just did it so professionally, just. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fucked. So now we're going to this. Yeah, it's and it weird. got a laugh. It's it's something I learned on early with my my buddy Hector Rivas, is this Venezuelan comic from Vancouver, right. and he has like a very bombastic eyes, ah, uh, and he would tell jokes and it'd be brand new and it would get like nothing sometimes, and he'd be like, well, never tell him that again, and it would get this big fucking laugh at like his recovery. Yeah, and I'd be like, man, that's so 
cool how he does that. Yeah, because right? I think the job of the comic sometimes is to say, articulate a thought that the audience might be having. Mm-hmm. To think for them, obviously, and look at things in a new way, but sometimes um, have your finger to the pulse in terms of, oh, this is something that we can't say, but th- but it is what we think. Like You have to agree with, with it in a way. Yeah, like, and you have to trust the comic that he's not going to go down a fucked up path yeah, like, yeah. like whenever anyone starts venturing into race or whatever especially because i run open mics like it's like oh this guy doesn't know what he's doing and he's trying to run before he knows how to walk yeah. and this is going to be fucking uncomfortable you, you some can of my see favorite comics like stanhope as well but um you know a ck or a, anyone that's like well respected in that industry often deals with topics that you're like you have to so deftly handle that mm-hmm. that it's it's evidence of how good you are at the craft that you manage to navigate the minefield yeah for sure the one stanhope's one of my favorite bits is like he starts it out by harshly saying like of course gay people shouldn't get married <laughs> and then he's like because marriage is fucking horrible like let's yeah. save gays the the trouble of dealing with the headache of like and it turned it into like an anti-marriage bit as opposed yeah. to like a pro-gay, like an anti-gay bit. Yeah, well, Phil has a bit like that that I think he did on that, that same night that you, I don't know if you'll remember it if you were already like wasted. <laughs> I've seen Phil a lot, so probably. Yeah, he has a bit about like, oh, he doesn't like when gay, uh, he doesn't think gays should have kids. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that it's because that means they get two dads and he didn't get one dad. Yeah, yeah, that's like, a really and, clever and was, bit. And I had to like, uh, sometimes we'll just do notes, you know, like we'll just be on a phone call for two hours and he'll just try bits and I'll just go, oh, maybe the the audience could potentially misconstrue what you're saying there, so I'll spell it out here and, mm-hmm. and lose that word and put that word in. And I was like, you really need to make it, like build some, what I've heard Stuart Lee call apologetic scaffolding mm-hmm. so that people can definitely understand um, they've got some frame of reference for what you might believe as you go into a joke. For sure. But it I mean? does get sort of annoying, like... I've heard Big J Okerson say once of like, I hate how I have to say like, these are all jokes, I'm joking. Because yeah. he's like, you're at a comedy show, you know what I do. Do you feel sometimes you can't do certain material because you're like, that's so funny. I find it so hilarious. My crowd that I would ideally have would die at this. Yeah. But I can't. I just can't do it. Because- For sure. So, yeah. I, like, And again, coming up in Vancouver, dude, it's like, I, I hear it used to be like you worry about what the audience thinks and offending the audience. But since I've started comedy, you're worried about other comics. And if some comic hears you say the wrong thing, then they're, you're banned from their room, and then that goes around. Fuck. That's what it is now. Yeah, it's creative, like, sort of, you box people in, right? Do you want to throw some people under the bus? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I burned a lot of bridges on my way out of Vancouver. No, I'm going to, I'll censor that. I'll censor it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of comics here I don't like, but they they don't have any of the sort of power control that they did in Vancouver. Like, Vancouver's run by fucking assholes. Like, it's like the form is more important than any material you're writing. Like, yeah. That kind of shit. And that's like, I was like, man, if I have to live in this city, I'll have to quit comedy because I can't do comedy here. <laughs> like, so what was it like coming to Manchester then? Obviously, uh, like, breath of fresh France, air, man. So. Did like, you, you didn't do any shows in France? Uh, no, no. I, it, just, is there anything of a scene where you were at? No, not that I knew of. No, definitely no English scene, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, we were saying everyone speaks English, so I, I assumed maybe in the capitals or whatever, maybe there'd be some... Mm-hmm. I wasn't really seeking it out. It's weird. Other than this COVID break, that was the longest break I'd had from stand-up. Mm. It was October to December. But even on December 1st, like when we got into Manchester, I found a show-up go-up open mic. In like, on the day that you landed? Yeah, and that was fucking great. 
Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it was very cool. That's sort I, of a gestural as well. You're like, this is poetic that the day that I get there, I'm straight in. Mm-hmm. And like, it was all comics, but they'd never seen me before, right? So it's like, it's still an audience. Like, they all like comedy and they've not heard my shit. I can just do my best yeah. stuff, make an impression. And from that point on, I just hit the ground running. So are you doing, so you did a show, like, well, you hosted a thing last night, was it? Or? Yeah, that's my gig. I'll plug it. It's comedy at the Crown, uh, yeah. at the Crown and Anchor in the Northern Quarter. Mm-hmm. And it's just a pure show up, go up, open mic. Like, if you sign up, like, we had two guys do it yesterday for the first time. And, and did okay? Dude, they both did really well. Yeah. For, one of them was like, it was tough because I... I like like when they tell me it's the first time because then I'm like I build it up for them. Yeah. I'm like, guys, this isn't easy. Like before you judge them, p- fucking put your name on the list if you're gonna say anything. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing it for the first time, give a warm response. So I did that for the first guy, and then two guys later, I realized it was his first time. So I basically had to do the same thing, spiel over yeah. again. And you don't get as much love for the second guy. Yeah. But they both did good, man. And I never know if I'd prefer that. You know, if it's your first time, would you want the audience to know that it's your first time? Well, then they'll treat you, you like, they'll treat you with kid gloves. Like, they're not going to... Yeah, you don't, but you don't want pity laughs. No, and they wouldn't give those. Like, if it was, if the jokes were not funny, they wouldn't... I'd been to a couple, I remember when it was, did you ever go Ape and Apple? Was it Ape called? and Apple, yeah. That and can I, be a mixed bag. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I was like, <laughs> I just, you know, it was almost like a girl getting shagged that isn't enjoying it and just like oh yeah best ever (laughs) yeah you know just to like get through to the end just no place like home for sure it's uncomfortable but i've always liked that part of open mic comedy like the first open mic i went to was a week before i ever did comedy for the first time and i went to see what it was like and i saw this guy do so horribly that i'm like (laughs) i was like there's no way my first try will be worse than this guy right and he's been doing it for like a while from what he's saying so i'm like it made me way less nervous. And I've always enjoyed watching people just die die up there. It's funny. Like yeah, it's a, yeah. That's why I'm fine running open mics. And there was like a little that. Schadenfreude sort of sick um, satisfaction at, at Ape and Apple. And then really since then, at some of the other nights that I've been to, I'm like, oh, there's, there's like a, a standard been set, a bar. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there was... And I love doing that too. I'll, I'll always go up first if it's open. And because people sort of stay away from that first spot, it's called the bullet in Canada. The bullet. Because like you're taking the bullet. the bullet for the rest of the team. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I'll just go up really, because I'm a pretty high energy act, and just try smash. And then like, from that point on, it's like, if I kill, the next guy's more likely to kill. Yeah. It's, I never have that thing of like, scared to follow someone. Yeah, and um, you're almost um, making sure that the night goes better for everyone in a way. Yeah, it's like, well, this, right off the bat, it can go two ways right now. And I'm like, if I can do my best to send it in a positive direction, I'll try to do that. Do you ever feel like, maybe this would be a real conceited idea to have, but I can imagine feeling as if, if you go out and, and just destroy in mm-hmm. a, at the, that bullet slot, then if the night goes well, you get like 10% of all the laughs you feel like. That, <laughs> that's me, that's me. I never looked at it that way, per se. But um, no, I definitely like, because I think it's, it's all dependent on the crowd to begin with. Like, if they're a good crowd, they'll be good in the middle, they'll be good at the beginning. Yeah. But if, you, if they're going to be shitty, you're probably going to do bad wherever you are on the on the lineup. Well, th- yeah, you killed it at the Comedy Vault thing, and it's a shame, because, yeah, I saw, for the listener, I saw Jordan at um, Sutton and Ben Silver's night, mm-hmm. and then the, someone grassed it up and the feds came and just fucked yeah, it off. Fucking cunts, dude. So annoying, man. I think it was a comic. 
Um, do you think? Yeah, like I do. A shade, like yeah. a, a jaded... Yeah, like someone who's, like, pissed about not getting booked or something like that. That's my guess. Fuck. How could you... Because comics tend to be very neurotic and sort of, like, guilt-ridden. and Comics like, are scumbags, dude. But, they, but how are you going to live with yourself if you did that now? Because they'd be proud. They're, like... It's like comics canceling people is like, that's a huge thing right now for a reason, right? Like, they like to cancel events. They like to take things from I people. I thought you, I mean, the, it's, yeah, there's this line between like, you want public validation, but you also want to bring entertainment and joy to people. Mm-hmm. And if you cancel a night, then you've actually completely dissolved any chance of that second, you know, you're not going to, everyone was there. It got canceled on the night. So. Yeah. Everyone was ready to like laugh and then you sent all those people home. That's the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to make people laugh as a comic, right? Not like send people home after the expected comedy. Yeah, but I mean, to a lot of comics, it's all about... Like so many comics are narcissists, dude. Like genuine, like clinical, I think like not... I mean, they've not been diagnosed or whatever. Yeah. But genuine, like it's like a personality disorder that's gone unchecked. Like, So if it's like... If I'm not on the show, then fuck the show. I think that that becomes a mentality. Fuck. It's rough, man. I, some of my favorite people I've never met, like Ben or Phil, like two really close friends now, are comics. A lot of comics that are like love comedy, typically, and are funny. Uh, I see eye to eye with them. It's almost weird. It's like finding your tribe when you meet people like that. Yeah. When you're like, oh, like we, we would have been friends all along. Like We see so eye to eye. But then the other comics that are in it for other reasons and are more nefarious are, like, some of the worst people I've ever met in my life. It's crazy. Damn. Vancouver especially, dude. Like, hell on earth over there. I could not. Do you think anyone's watching from Vancouver? I doubt it. No one that likes me. Maybe like, Mark. Ma- I'm going like, to like, send this to Mark. Like, hate watching even. Like, you know, they're just like, let's, let's look at Jordan from school. Let's <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I deleted all of them, though, man. Like, I, I made it really clear when I left, like, my problems with the scene. I, any, anyone I had a problem with, I wasn't afraid to tell them, like, because it's another big problem I have with comedy is so many people are spineless, and it comes from that, like, get it, wanting to get a gig mentality, so it's like, if I say this to him, he might end up booking a show, so I'll just keep it to myself, and it, it becomes all, like, everything said behind closed doors, Yeah. and it's just gross, it's Fuck like, that. I, there was people in Vancouver where I'm like, I don't ever want to be in the same room with you, let alone do your show, so... Yeah, I can understand that definitely. So, like, I my, my job is I make music videos and shit. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of that um, in you'll be at a party, say, you know, just uh, hanging out at a, a social gathering, and then you'll suddenly realize that it's like semi a networking thing. Yeah. Like, oh, that's oh, the worst. The hell? I thought we were just ha- trying to have a good time, but it's not that. It's like everyone trying to tell you their credentials and. And like stay on the right side of people and pretend they like stuff that they don't like because this person has power or clout. In- yeah, it's so gross, too, when you see it. Like, Vancouver had this thing called the uh, Yearly Comedy Awards. And it was literally just like the upper echelon of comics or whatever that ran the scene would put put together the, the things. And you'd basically be coming just to see them suck their own dicks. Of Like, who had the best dirty joke? Who had the best this joke? And they'd also do... Like, negative awards? Like, what was the most tone-deaf... Yeah, the raspberries. Yeah, like, the most tone-deaf joke of the night. And they wouldn't even tell the people being nominated. They just nominate, like... I feel like that's the difference, right? If you tell the people, then it's sort of... It's fun. It's, it's fun, inside. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's so scummy, dude. Like, it's so gross. <sighs> that's fucked, man. Yeah, I hate getting too negative about it. Because I mostly love comedy, but when I talk Vancouver, man... I love your... Uh, 
I, I can't remember how long a set you did at Comedy Vault, but the close, like, the, was it the close of the, the shit joke? Yeah, yeah, that's my new like, favorite closer ever. Really um, evocative imagery, like you sort of f- see it all as you describe mm-hmm. it. And like, that's all, that's all like Stanhope 101, you know? Is it? Like he's got a whole bit about a hernia that's like poking out and he calls it like a sea monster poking its head out of the river and shit like that. And you're like, it's disgusting. And it makes, I remember once I was so high and he was talking about how all of his organs are bloated that he feels like he's wearing a floaty around his gut at all times. Oh man. And I was so stoned and just like not able to listen to it. I was like, this is too much. Yeah. It struck me actually. Yeah. Because like you've been, you did the the HMV bit and stuff and, Mm. And I, I was enjoying it all, and then it it went in this direction that no one else took it on that night. Where you, which is and a direction that I like in comedy, where it's just like, um, you know, real low brow sort of dealing with, you know, wanking or shit or, mm-hmm. so, and and it went in that direction, and you weren't afraid to describe it, and and I was like, yes, this this is what I wanted. From yeah, it. dude, who doesn't like a good shit joke or a good dick joke? It's like. Dude, all the time on this show man I always try and press guests like oh <laughs> you know like what's the worst shit you ever had and like have you ever thrown up from smelling something so bad and like yeah, yeah. everyone's like oh goodness oh no geez. but it's funny because I say in that joke I'm like we've all done it we've all taken a shit that you want to forget about immediately and like flush it away but it's like have, have you got a worst shit story it's that one it was the, that's the worst shit yeah I mean it, ne- it never got that graphic and for people who don't know it's Basically a shit I took that had gum in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that happened. It was fucking strange because it takes you a while to figure out what's going on. And it's got ass pubes in there. And yeah, and it's just stuck to your fucking ass hair. and like. I feel jealous of you if that's the worst shit that you ever took. That sounds like I take a shit like that every couple of months. No way. 100%. No, this was, I mean, it was I fucked up, I have catastrophic man. shit sometimes. <laughs> I'll just like blood, write off a toilet. and everything? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to, like, write people a letter and replace their toilet. Or <laughs> terrible. I, w- I was taking a shit in uh, my, my house. Um, so, luckily, it's just, sorry to anyone that comes on the podcast and then you have to use that toilet. Yeah. And, and sorry to my girlfriend. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm wiping. And my diet is a bit nuts sometimes. Like, mm. sometimes I'll just be like, I'm doing the gym now. Like, I'm not a healthy guy by any stretch of the imagination. But I'll be yeah. like, gym and then i'll just be like consuming ridiculous amounts of protein supplements and like uh, put peanut butter on stuff peanut butter is high in protein so just like (laughs) eating you know an apple smeared in peanut butter or something yeah no the drinking ruins me like the drinking's quite bad as well yeah and uh i take a shit and um i'm wiping and the consistency like it's not fallen (laughs) it's a lot of the bulk of the matter remains at the source you know, so yeah. some stuff's fallen, but some stuff's still up here. So you wipe and it's not, you're not getting a, you know, a, a nice stripe in the, you know, sometimes you get a stripe and you're like, oh, I can see the color and whatever. Mm-hmm. But there, it was it's... matter. There was, it was tall on the paper oh, and, and the whip of the wrist as I come around to just check the, assess the damage, a, a quaver of shit flies off and <laughs> sticks to the bath. You know, I have shits like this right. oh, that's a the lot worst. of the time. Yeah. No, that shit's funny though, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like, and it's relatable, because it's even like only to us, maybe. I don't know, man, because that my my whole premise is sort of like, yeah, girls take gross shits, like everyone takes shits, you know. It's just no one really talks about them, because why would you? Lulu takes gross shits. Maybe I don't You're know. Throwing her under the bus, right? No, now. I'm not saying that, because okay. <laughs> she will listen to this. That's the one person I know. Well, you don't shit. He's not admitted that you've shat. Yeah, as far as I know, she doesn't. Um, yeah, I think I've. I've been with a couple of girls taking a just 
unforgivable shit before. I won't. I'm not going to name names, but they did or you did. They t- they took. Oh ju- yeah. Just sinful turds, like mm-hmm. always after nights out, you know. So they they went out and they went to like Wagamama's and had red wine all night. Yeah. And I just got this like. Like two, two, three different styles of shit in one sitting. So, yeah. you know, they've got like this black, ill shit, just like, like a tar. sick poo. Yeah. And then they've got the other, and then it's like beige clay, Blackpool sand style shit <laughs> just at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. Black, do you know Blackpool? Yeah, I hate it. You hate it? I, know, I do so bad there. It's not Blackpool's fault. I've, oh, you've gigged a couple of times. I've there. done three gigs there and I bombed like... Pretty bad, all three times. It's a strange place, culturally, and just... It's very tough. Dude, once, I was at a gong show there, and you know the, you know the concept of a gong show? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Maybe for the audience, though. Yeah, basically, like, everyone gets up to five minutes. If you last the five, you beat the gong, but three audience members have cards, and if they card you, it's, it's over. It's horrible. I think it does not even breed good material. It's, mm. it's just, who can go punch punches, like, bam, 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 I, I like it for that, like... Like all that that HMV bit and other shit I'm doing, I'm gonna test at gong shows just to make sure it's like, you know, sharp and yeah, the, quick. I don't want to burn your material, but just that I like to, that they get the news from DVDs. I like. <laughs> yeah, check it out, uh, Jordan Ducharme. I'm sure you'll do links and shit, but well, they can see that material or they can just come see. Yeah, that, that bit I uploaded on Instagram. So all right, it's yeah, like Jordan Ducharme. That, that what, what's the Instagram? Funny Jordan D. Oh, I tried to make it short. But fuck, what was I just talking about before? Oh, the gong show. Yeah. So yeah, I'd spent, like, it, it was just poorly organized, I think. And, like, it went way too long. So by the time I was going on stage, the show had gone on three hours already. And I just, like, was two minutes in. And I saw the guy in the front laughing. But the other two cards were up. And I wasn't doing well. So you could see him just did it sort of because he was pressured to. That's what it always is with gong shows. It's like, there's someone who's putting it up to exercise power the first mm-hmm. like they select for the people that are most attention hungry just like yeah, even like, just no, to make I their friends it's like, nah. like eh. and then the last guy's always like oh well the other sort of big personalities in the crowd are gonna be upset with me if I don't raise my mm-hmm. like yeah and so the guy afterwards comes up to me at the bar he's like man I thought you did great blah blah like he was trying to talk to me about Canada because apparently he used to live in Calgary and I was like, honestly, man, you're the last guy in this room I want to fucking talk to right now. Like, because I was pissed. I'd been there like three and a half hours and I was like, I saw you laughing, dude. Like, have a fucking backbone. And he was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense, I guess. I thought you'd be more professional. This is the guy that raised the card. Yeah. And he was like, I thought you'd be more professional. And I was like, go fuck yourself, dude. Oh, like, 100%. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I was so just like not having what that did, conversation. What did he think the result would be? He knew exactly the power that he was wielding over you. Mm-hmm. And I, underst- I definitely understand that he was like, he's a pussy now because he'd, he'd cowarded out of, you know... A, expressing what he said was his opinion well, so he was like no i'm sorry well, that and he was trying thing. to tell you i liked your stuff and i'm like you stopped me from doing my stuff you solely have yeah, the power that is a separate issue you may have liked my stuff but what you actually did was vote me off yeah that's exactly what happened it pulled me and i was just super bitter at that moment i'm sure the next day i could have talked to that guy no but in that moment i was like so bitter he doesn't deserve it <laughs> fuck that guy he's yeah. not going to be watching i hope he watches where does he work? I don't know. Okay. I don't want to dox anybody. Every everyone from Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I reckon we should wrap it up, yeah. man. Just uh, go, man. I edit these things. It takes takes a while. I hear you. But I could keep talking to you all day, man. I've had a good time. Yeah, no kidding. I'd love to come do it again sometime. I'll bring the beer next time. Hundred percent. No, no, I'll get it next time. But you tell me what to get. Yeah. Well, I like Blue Moon. Sponsored by Blue Moon. Should we read out what it says on the thing? It's really good beer, dude. Orange peel for a refreshing citrus taste. (laughs) Now with pro-retinol A nanosomes. Do you have that in Canada? What is that? Oh, you know, a big difference between like uh, UK and when I've ever seen like from, you know, transatlantic advertising stuff. Mm -hmm. Adverts commercials are completely different in tone it always seems like a joke if you i don't know if you've seen much like tv over here not a ton but yeah if if i if anyone from the uk sees commercials from america you're like is this a piss take yeah and and it's like super sincere and just like really really weird tonally Mm. so it'd be worth probably watching some like uk tv just to to i should do you know what's funny to me I'll, i'll see if they have it on here yeah, they got the no pregnant lady sign, which they do not have this? on Canadian beer. It's like the no smoking with the X through it, but it's a pregnant woman drinking. Don't kick a cat to death. Oh, to me, it's just so funny, dude. It's like, why would you need to say that? Yo, I saw a friend of mine. I won't, I won't dob him in, but um, do you know that term? Like throw someone under the, under the bus. Dob me. I've never heard that. I'll do, dob him in. That's I nice. think the double is like the, the uh, police. Like the, oh, okay. the double are here. The Rosers right, is okay. another term for, for them. Um, yeah, uh, I, I won't say his name, but his his girlfriend was at the pub with us. And she's got like, uh, she's at the bar and she orders like orange juice. And I'm like, oh, you must miss drink. Because I knew that she was like a drinker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you know, I'm just, I just get my orange juice now. And, you know, at least I can still smoke. And then she like goes outside for a cigarette. And I was like, what? I went to the guy. I was like, hey, man, I don't, it's not my place, obviously. But I was like, hey, man, I don't, I don't know if that's like ideal to smoke. Well, it, it, she was like, I know, mate. Like, I've tried telling her, but she just loves a cigarette. And the nurse said it's not that bad anyway. And oh, like, my God. I dude. think it is quite bad. I don't, I don't know. Dude, of course it is. Yeah, man. Well, it's been emotional. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching, checking it out. Go and check out. Funny Jordan. Yeah, nice. Jordan. How it, how it goes on Insta. And uh, yeah, 50 episodes. Nice one for supporting if you watch other ones. If this is your first one and you're just watching for Jord, then you don't have any re- of my respect until you watch more. <laughs> but, uh, That's fair. Watch more. I haven't, but you should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jordan uh, confessed to me that he hadn't watched any yet. But I like that. I like yeah, honest. Um, here's to 50 more. Yeah, Peace. Cheers.